And we have officially started the podcast now. <laughs> now the podcast has started. This is the weed and the whiskey podcast. My name is Josh T. Ford. <laughs> I am a host of the podcast. You're such a dick. This is Casey Strain. He is a host of the podcast. Co- I am a, we are co-hosts. We co-host the podcast. The Weed and Whiskey Podcast. With us today, as always, is Harry J. Riley. As always. And see, that's when you put in like a special effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really have a good soundboard. It's just my mouth. Yeah. When and uh, Harry, you were kind enough to bring us a bottle of whiskey. This is whiskey. the Weed and Whiskey Podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so, nervous for this bottle of whiskey. There were no um, weed places near the Rite Aid. I don't <laughs> need Beside you. the Walmart, so. You know. <laughs> There's a stamp know, of quality you know, on my, my No, favorite. dude, that's not a stamp of quality. What that is, is it says, uh, security device. Warning, <laughs> warning alarming security device. <laughs> There's a metal security tag. On a $7.50 bottle of whiskey. That was like $9. <laughs> yeah, after tax. That's, oh, boy. That's quality right there. No, I'm not. My favorite thing about this bottle. I'm just like, I'm just amazed at, at Rite Aid's like, they're like, we won't lose track of this fucker. <laughs> See, y'all I love this history, but. I love this, that it's Lewis and Clark whiskey. Yes. But it's Canadian whiskey. <laughs> and those guys weren't. Because they, they they took a trip up there one time. Yeah, yeah. They, they went to Nelson. Yeah. They went up okay. to Nelson. They went, they went they went up to Medicine Hat. That's the only. Medicine Hat. You don't know. You don't know Moose Jaw. I think there's more than one Medicine Hat. Or Saskatchewan. Oh, they were Eastern. Um, no, Western Medicine Hat. That's the one. Oh, Western. oh yeah, that's in Canada. West Medicine Hat. But that's the oldest. Canadian wow. whiskey in America. That whiskey is? Yeah. Sacagawea made sure that whiskey that? from the sweat that was soaked into her poncho. Well, she squeezed it out, and then Lewis and Clark was like... She had a poncho? Yeah, she had a poncho. <laughs> That's weird. You're mixing a lot of cultures she up. Was yeah. with was situated with the Mexican... Yeah, when Lewis and Clark um, went down to... Um, they brought her up. When they went down to Kansas to... Um, to check out the riverboats. Right. And Sacagawea was like, can I go with y'all? You're like, no. And they was like, don't you want to live in your adobe and just be a cool person? No. And she was like, no, I want to go with y'all because I heard that there's beavers over there in Portland. And I also want to get my um, nursing degree over at um, Portland I State. I think we're talking yeah. about two different Lewis and Clarks. <laughs> Brian Lewis and Phil Clark. <laughs> <laughs> What other I don't know, from in Sacagawea Jenkins? Yeah, from Connecticut. By uh, right, I don't. Is there Fargo. another Lewis and Clark I should know of related to the Northwest? <laughs> oh, we're gonna go find the Northwest. Those idiots. Those morons. Those no. Screw them. I'm not even talking about those. I will not give them the time of day on this podcast, which is only about serious historical facts. Yeah, and. Like Santa Juia held okay. the record for over fifty years for doing the most cartwheels in a minute. Really? Yeah, with oh. seven. Seven? Yeah. So that's, the record was that, that makes doesn't sense. Seem 
for 50 years. No, that makes sense because the records used to be really low. Like, people's bodies used to be primarily like, made out of asbestos. She got, to <laughs> she got to six. She's like, there's no way anybody's going to beat that, but I'll do one more. I'm going to do one more just to notch it in for 50 years. <laughs> and everybody's years. like, there's 25 seconds left. <laughs> see, I'm so tired. See, what you don't understand is people back then had really Their bodies were arms. mostly made of <laughs> asbestos. We just went over it. <laughs> well, that's true. There was a lot of malnutrition. Right. They they ate Brillo yeah. and uh, <laughs> whatever else they could get their hands on. Baltimore root. root. A lot of... A lot of did you know that uh, the marshmallow, like the food item, is named for the mallow root? Yeah. Or plant yeah. that grows in marshes? The marshmallow... Yeah, the and people would eat it or something? So what they would do is they would take the root and they would boil the root. Then, they would, and, then they'd roast it on a fire and put it between two graham crackers. <laughs> <laughs> That's how s'mores were invented. <laughs> they were called smallows at first. <laughs> no, they'd, uh, they'd, make, they'd take mallow like sap. They'd, make, they'd boil like mallow syrup and they'd whip that. And they would get frothy like a uh, meringue. Oh, okay. Which is basically what a marshmallow is nowadays anyway. It's just like a, instead of mallow root, nowadays we use gelatin. Oh, okay. But yeah. that's like all they used to do is the same thing instead of gelatin. Because like all a marshmallow is is like you take some gelatin and you bloom it. And you put it in a mixing bowl. Mm-hmm. And then you get like fucking 240 degree candy syrup made. And you pour it in and you whip it real fast. Just like you're making like a meringue for like a lemon meringue pie. Yeah. And then it's just sugar meringue. Mm. That's all a marshmallow is. That's the cheapest. That used to be the cheapest of all the candies. Marshmallows? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, the the artisanal ass ones are hard to make. But yeah. you can make those motherfuckers by the batch now. Thanks. What was the, like the peanut candies that were like marshmallow? But peanut brittle? No, discolored, like, orange color. Peanut. Oh, circus peanuts. Is that what that is? Yeah, dude, Man, those are circus peanuts. I used to love those. Circus peanuts? You ate circus peanuts? <laughs> yes. Did you eat I animal remember. crackers, too? Yeah. I so remember I, circus peanuts. I love circus Always peanuts. looking like they'd been on the shelf for 20 years. Yeah, they, they, they always look dehydrated. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one ate them except for Harry. So. Yeah. It was up to him to single-handedly go around and deplenish supplies. You know, I used to, I used to have the oldest bag of orange slices that you'd ever, ever seen. I took them to our, um, I took them to Saudi Arabia with me in okay. uh, 2002 and I just never <laughs> ate them. And so I just kept them around. I think I threw them away like a year or two ago because they were to the point where they were just like rock hard. <laughs> like, like it was just like a brick. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I think uh, I think I ran this joke into the ground. <laughs> a joke for one because I never told anybody. <laughs> Until today. <laughs> See? You were just setting up a old joke. Just yeah. <laughs> setting up the longest payoff in the history of jokes. <laughs> That's what I'm calling shaking these gummy candies off the yeah. bottom of this jar. <laughs> I thought about just smashing it, and then I was like, that's probably... Breaking the, breaking the jar open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I thought to myself, that probably isn't going to go over well. Yeah, well, <laughs> the jar was a gift, so... Huh! 
So don't worry about that. <laughs> Other than the fact the jar, which is very expensive, the mason jar, <laughs> was a gift. For those of you that don't know, Casey just has jars of candy at his home. Well, my friend's mom went through a gallbladder surgery. So she can't have, like... So then she's cleared her closet, her, like, pantry out of, like, anything unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And tried to give it to them, and then we were going camping one weekend. No, and it was in the car, and they didn't want it in the car anymore, so they just brought ah. it to my house. Oh, so you already, you've already gone camping this um, season? Yes. Well, yeah, we dude. Yurt camping. We rented a yurt. Yurt? My daughter's going camping uh, uh, this week. Oh, did you want to introduce yourself? Didn't we do that? We did yeah. that. We, do oh, that? Yeah. we did that. Okay, yep. I just wanted to make we sure. We did that on the podcast. The <laughs> Weed and Whiskey <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> just wanted to make sure that everybody knew what we were doing here. God, he's going to hate me more than yeah. he already does. Yeah. Wait, he hates you already? I think so. He I doesn't th- hate you, it's just... He always has, and that's fine. <laughs> Wait, what, why would he hate you? Uh, you know, yeah. when we first met each other we were younger men who just you know as a young person you have less tolerance it seems like in certain ways mm-hmm. like like you're tolerant of the big shit like people can fuck whatever they want or whoever <laughs> or however or whichever that's fine but like if a dude likes circus animals <laughs> and you don't then that guy is a piece of shit and fuck him in the ass and I think it was one of those things where like I didn't really like dirty southern rap music when I was little <laughs> and he was making it in his bedroom and that I was a black dude? no he's a white guy hmm. uh, you know just hip there's not, yeah. you know, that many people in Spokane, so yeah. if someone's going to be making dirty rap music, <laughs> the odds are they're white. <laughs> I just, it's a bummer. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bummer. It is what it is. But, you know, and a younger me was like, that guy's an idiot. What the fuck is he doing making rap music in Spokane? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that used to be a thing um, when I first got to Spokane, there was a lot more art, um, rap artists that I saw and noticed. And I don't know if it's just because I haven't noticed it anymore, or I stopped noticing it, it's or like, there's a real change. No, I got it. But it seems to... Um. But it seems like those people have decided, oh, I'm going to just go get a normal job now. They're and, still out there, but... Yeah! Look at that shit! <laughs> Candy tongs. <laughs> Man, if you want to talk about an exploited group of people. Rappers? Yes. Really? Like, you think we have it bad, like, when we want to promote shows and stuff? At least it's not like, hey, you got to sell this many tickets or you can't be on the show. What like do you I mean? See, yeah, art, like these rats. That's, that's what I've always wondered is when you see, maybe not locally, well, I mean, there are locally produced rap shows, but they always have, like, Guys from around well, the I can region blow, that are coming in. I can and blow the lid so off. There's so many people on the bill. Yeah. That I can't. I'm gonna tell out you how it how works. That is even like lucrative for them. I'm gonna tell you how it works. You buy on as a regional artist to the tour. Oh. So like uh, this girl that I met on Tinder is a singer, mm-hmm. and 
She's already full of my shit. But. No. I know, right? <laughs> Hard to believe, but true. And we she was on the third date yet? We had a couple, we had like a lot of dates. Is this the girl that you can't remember what you said? Mm-hmm. You just know you pissed her off. Yep. <laughs> this is the girl who I went over to her house and I drank more than one bottle of wine. Damn. Yeah. That's sexy time for most people. I was hoping it would be, and it wasn't. <laughs> it was like for sure not sexy time. Damn. Maybe uh, you just said they got through the bottle and a half. Mm-hmm. And you were like, so when's the sexy time going to happen? <laughs> probably. I, probably. Hope, I hope I did, man. <laughs> no, so she was saying she was putting out a new album this year. And she was going to try to do some like touring with it and all this. And what you do is you figure out like who the agency that represents the major artists on a tour is. Okay. And you contact them and you're like, Hey, I want to get on this tour for these dates as like an opening act. And you pay that. That is ridiculous. Good <clears throat> God. Pay them to be on the tour. But at some point you supposedly are getting compensated for that? Or is the compensation yeah, I think you could that prob- you get to be on the tour? Or are you supposed to be like making money from your album sales? Is like... I, from what I understood, uh, most of it was that you were there, and that was the big deal for you. People got to hear oh their, your God. music before the other... Right. Now you think comics are getting bent over. That's getting bent over. Well, there's also, I mean, like, as a, as a, like a recording artist, like, that whole scene is a lot different. You know what I mean? To go out and get the exposure, like, that'd be like... Dude, if Louis C.K. was coming through, or not even Louis, let's say Doug Stanhope was coming by, like a dude that a lot of people know, who got a really big, like a big enough following, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or pick a guy that you that you like that's coming by that isn't Brian Regan, yeah, or probably Louis, like one of those. That's a that's a poor example actually, but like pick a medium, like big name person that's coming through, and you would just say to them like, "Hey, I'm gonna give you a couple hundred bucks a night." to come out and open for you when you're playing these like 1500 person to 3000 person stadium or like you know theaters or whatever right mm-hmm. and it's like the exposure you'd get off that but that exposure doesn't that exposure doesn't really translate to anything right. beneficial at the end because what you're selling is the comedic routine yeah is that one hour performance but what the musician is selling is the album but if you if, so like if, if you're they, selling if you produced it yourself, that's a good thing. But if you have a a label, right? You. But if you have a label, then the label is going to be the one footing the bill. Like the label isn't, in theory, if you have like a legit label that has money. Yeah, that just sounds like a, they'd be the ones contacting that. So like, if you had a comedy label, they'd be the ones saying, "Hey, you know, Eliza Schlesinger, Harry J. Riley wants to open for you." on these dates and they would pay your rider in boy that's I mean it is what it is it's cutthroat dude and there's a lot I mean there's plenty of comics but there's way more people in bands that's why I feel bad for these um, bands and rappers and stuff because I see them on my page and they're like hey you know you want to come to the show please 
please come to me. Don't go here. Please come to me. Buy your <laughs> tickets. I'll drive to you and stuff. It's like, man, you're going to drive to me? You're in Ellensburg right now. You're going to yeah. drive to me to sell me <laughs> $15 tickets? Yeah, dude. I'll do that. But you are right. Uh, the last rap concert I was at had like six or seven artists before the oh, guy that the I worst. wanted to see. Yeah. They're the worst. And then the, each artist has like, had like has, nine has people. Like crew. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like... <laughs> did, did these people help write the song? If not, get their asses off the stage. Yeah. Man, what does that do? Like, how yeah, how do you impress does, women with that? How does the audience even know <laughs> which one you are? Yeah. And like the, You're the hype man. Because five people are holding a mic, <laughs> yeah. but only one person, only one person has their name on yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But you know who's the rapper and who are the hype men because the rapper will be the one doing... Almost all of the line, and then the hype men are the ones yelling that last word yeah. so that he can get his breath. Because <laughs> he recorded an album without good breath control. <laughs> so it's like driving around the street, and like, you're like, like, like that's like you're like, dude, we get it. You can't you can't run around the stage and rap. <laughs> Which frankly, even with your headset mic on, I couldn't do that either. I would be like, um, my concert is me. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> Here I am. I'm, I'm MC out of breath. Right. So Maybe. Harry, what uh, what brings you over today? Anything in particular? Because of Father's Day. Other than Lewis and Clark. Other than Lewis and Clark <laughs> brand whiskey. Your fatherly instincts. Your, your <laughs> blended your Canadian you whiskey. <laughs> Imported and bottled by your kid up in the air when there's a ceiling fan up. Okay, touche. Or your poodle. Yeah. Sorry, Danny. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't throw a papa. Yeah, you can't throw a papa anyway, man. He doesn't. I mean, he weighs so little, he probably wouldn't naturally he return just like, to Earth. Yeah, he just like, <laughs> hovers and. He's, he's neutrally buoyant as it is. If he throws up any of those rocks in his belly that we've made him swallow for ballast. Yeah. <laughs> You got another comedy special coming out? On, is Comedy Central this time? Or? I wish. No? Yeah. What about... Live at Gotham. The... <laughs> what are you on? Chatterbait? Or... Chatterbait? What's that? You don't know what Chatterbait is? No, it sounds like something where I'm going to see a lot of penises. No, 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 no. Not unless you want to. No, I don't want to. Well, you okay. can choose. <laughs> you can opt into the penises. <laughs> Chatterbait is one of those cam sites. Like chat roulette? Yeah, except that it's not roulette. Okay. Except that you get a pick. Is the name Chatterbait? It's supposed to sound like masturbate? Yeah. But with words? (laughs) Yeah. Is that what what they're doing? It's just a site for cam people. People that want to show you their bits. I thought that was out camp. of fashion by now. That's so not out of fashion. That's so much more in fashion. It's the new Chatterbait is the new masturbate. No, it's the new... <laughs> it's the new... Uh, well, you definitely masturbate. That's part of it. Have you yeah. used it? All the time. <laughs> Do you, is there like a are link? you on a camera? No, I'm not. Watching? I'm just watching. Is this the thing where like they got the camera on them and uh-huh. then you can try to tell them... Huh? You can you, you can type in whatever you want them to do. They don't have to do it. But what I really like and what I <laughs> what I think is an awesome thing is there's these uh, 
vibrators that are controlled by the computer sounds. Okay. So, like, every time that some dude on the chat service or the cam service, like a dude or a chick, they tip the camera mod, like the cam model, like... Every time you tip them a coin or whatever, they get like some money. Like a Bitcoin, or it's it's a currency that's used on the sites. Okay. I don't think it's like an even dollar exchange, but it's like. But the website pays the money. Yeah, they get money for all the tips they get, Hmm. and you buy the the tips to tip the girls out, right? And I'm sure the website. It's kind of like going to a strip show. Right. It's basically like a web strip show, except the beauty is, is they got these vibrators that respond to the tipping noises. Yeah, who developed that technology? I don't know who they are. But they are A, are a saint, and B, are fucking rich. I guess it's the same as like, as like the rumble pack when you're... Uh, yeah, dude, so like, yeah. You, tip them one, you tip them one coin, and it goes, pink. And then they feel and it? They feel like a... Pss. And you tip them like 15, and it goes... It's like a shock collar? Yeah, except it's like a vibrator. Except it's a vibrator. And it's shocking their bits. And uh, what you happens could, if they go outside the fence line? It just doesn't work. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't like they're not going it. anywhere. They're sitting right in front of a camera with like a camera on them, while like a bunch of weird pervy dudes are like, "Yeah, she's gonna feel this tip, 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 tip." Yeah, you got like there'll be like the whole text wall just be all yellow tip notifications, and then the more they tip them, the more intense the vibrations become. Yeah. And so, like, you know, you'll have dudes tip like a thousand, and the chicks will just like fucking squirm out for like two minutes straight. And it's just so much better than like than pornography because. It can be fake. So much pornography is fake. No. Right. <laughs> I know this is going to come as a surprise to a lot of you out there, but not every orgasm that you've seen on film is real. Right. Or the first one in that session. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just not how that all works. Yeah. And uh, these ones, well, probably as many are just as fake they're live you know what I mean like it's real time it's real time and that chick wouldn't have had that orgasm unless like a bunch of weird perverts were like <laughs> yeah, I like the way that chick wiggles <laughs> you're gonna tip her man yeah and then I just figured can out do who it invented with... the technology it's the dude that's like tipping yeah nobody else has a thousand dollars to just drop oh uh, you'd be <laughs> I think you'd be surprised <laughs> I would say that people didn't have a thousand dollars to waste on that, and then like, I would, then I would refer you to the video game I've been playing, where like, skins for various guns or knives will sell for a thousand dollars. So that's just a cosmetic change. All you're doing is making the gun look different. Is this a uh, strike? Yeah. Oh. Dude, there's like knife skins can be worth up to three grand or four Good grand. Gracious. Right. <laughs> Four fucking grand. There's a dude in Dubai who has a one million dollar inventory. <laughs> right? Wow. He's a one million dollar. In- it's not like you know. It's he's got a lot of shit in it. It's not mm-hmm. just. But it's like he's creeping. <laughs> no, I'm lying. It can't be a million. I thought about the number after I said it, and that can't be right. Brain inflation. <laughs> but it's a lot of money. Don't don't look it up. Don't look dumb. 
<laughs> so now that we've given this Lewis and Clark State College official whiskey a chance to mellow out, how do you feel about it, Casey? Well, I'm drinking it. <laughs> God, best possible answer. Well, it's happening. I mean, hmm. It's, uh, I'm surprised I haven't seen it on the well somewhere. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of like, I'm torn because I want to hate it. But you don't? <laughs> but I don't. You honestly don't? I hate it. I'm able to hate Damn. it. It's no problem for me. <laughs> this is some pretty, like, this is like, I'd rather have a broker's. Here's the thing for me. Go on. <laughs> Tell me the thing. Because it does have like kind of a nail polish It's real upfront nail polish. <laughs> <laughs> but... The reason that I don't hate it is because I've had whiskey. A lot of nail polish. I've had whiskey that was sold as like a um, boutique whiskey mm-hmm. that was supposed to be really good, and it tasted worse than this. So wow. that's why I don't hate. It. I think it was like forty dollars a bottle. Somebody mm-hmm. got, gave it to me as a gift because they were like, "Casey likes whiskey. Use this for Christmas." It yeah, okay, I'll give you... I will give I mean, that's you... that's why... That's like yeah. my mentality where it's like... These guys aren't trying to like fool anybody. Okay. Okay. You know? <laughs> that, that's true. They were honest and up front. No one tried to... This This was a reasonable like, price. Look, under the... in If you read the laws, I, technically you can call it whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> this... This liquid is to whiskey as hot dogs are to food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no offense, Harry. No, for... Harry doesn't know better. <laughs> Harry said, he and, say he and I quote, well, I bought, bought the it. weirdest bottle. <laughs> which, I, you crushed it. And you were distracted when you were buying it. Yeah, what happened? Tell us about this witness. story. So I'm, uh, I'm holding the whiskey bottle up high because I'm proud of my comedic choice. <laughs> and those I ladies in the front... It's just like you walk into the aisle with it, like <laughs> it's just a flower baby. <laughs> and uh, this lady who looks like a criminal, you know, it's it's obvious that she um smokes um illicit narcotics. Mm. You know. Um she does not like what we're smoking. No, it? that no. I'm talking about like stuff that's He's unlicit. talking about illegal drugs, folks. I'm talking about things that people mix in a bathtub with no shoes on. And uh she and no she shoes on? Gin. <laughs> She's smoking gin. So she's running her car through the thing and it's like and it's like, oh it's not going through. And her friends to her right <coughs> and then they start talking and the lady comes to help me. And then all of a sudden, they just run out, and the thing starts beeping. And the the friend of the crackhead, who also looks like a crackhead, what? You could, but you can tell why they're friends. <laughs> but you could tell she was a fresh crackhead though. Like the oh, other one was a veteran, and she, <laughs> and she was like the sensei. Yeah, <laughs> she's the master crackhead. The and sensei and kohai of crackheads. <laughs> And uh, when it start beeping, the girl who's her, holding her her um, her purse up in the air, so you can see like she's got all this crap in it, and she looks dead at the cashier. The cashier looks at her, and she's like, "You got to come back in." And she goes, 
She shakes her head no and just runs. <laughs> and then, um, and so the guy goes out to go, you know, I don't know what he was going to do because he didn't even leave the, like, the pavement for the property. Mm-hmm. He was just like, this is as far as I'm legally allowed to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not. You can't chase work, you worked in retail and you're not allowed to go after him because then the company's liable if you get hurt yeah. doing it. With the exception of the Fred Meyer that I worked at in Everett, Washington <laughs> on Casino Road where they would actively ask me to stop shoplifters. Oh. Really? Did you? Yeah, we got to carry, we were carrying cell phones and I worked in the garden center. And at the time I was one of the bigger, fitter people that worked there. And so they would call me, the loss prevention guys would call me and say, hey man, can you stand in front of the gate? Because the guy's coming through, like, trying to steal, like, cooler, a cooler or something. I don't know. Good grief. People would steal everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I, would, I don't blame A them. few times I had to, like, help subdue people, like, I tackled the guy. Wow. Huh. I what? Why, dude? Who cares, man? Oh, I mean, I was 19, and I still thought that there was like. Oh, okay. You know, no, I get it. all you just say was you I was still 19. thought that was good in the world. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, who's the one actually stealing from someone here in this situation? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Fred Meyer. <laughs> Who's the one wait, with the cooler? Fred, Fred Meyer's stealing my soul right now. Why would I steal this? <laughs> Dude, right? <laughs> I only worked there for like three and a half months. Right. Because like, at a certain point, I was like, what? No. No. <laughs> was that the one where you had the dude with the, the fat talking? Oh, yeah, my, co- my co-worker with the jowls. Yeah. <laughs> His name was Dan Garrison. So we, called him, we called him Mr. Garrison, like, from South Park. Oh, God, I love it. And he would... So the garden center was, like, you go outside, there's, like, the plants, and then we had, like, the indoor area where there was, like, lawnmowers on display and, like, fertilizer. And then across from that was the paint desk. Yeah, and Dan Garrison worked at the paint desk, and he would always get stressed out if there were two people in his line. <laughs> and we were supposed to go help him if he paged us <laughs> on the intercom. So he'd get on the phone on the intercom and just do this like, "Cause we're so paint us, please, cause we're so paint us." was so big and so like unhealthy that it was just like this. Like, every, everything he said just reverberated through his whole body and then came out again. <laughs> <laughs> Poor dude. Little did he, he know. He was super, he was really nice, but we would let it go a couple of times because it was so funny. Yeah, it worked up. Of course. And then he knew he had to know. And then he'd walk up and he'd be like, This guy needs a key, my corrected sky a key. <laughs> no problem. No problem, Dan. <laughs> no problem, Dan. Dan, I got it, Dan. Get the beer. He's probably been dead for a decade now. So, Harry, you're here That's promoting true. your new talk show, Harry J. Riley Interviews Convicts, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of like scared straight, yeah. but, except but they're only scaring one but person. They're only trying to scare you. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out you're already straight, so there's yeah. really nowhere to go with it. I don't know how I got five standing, just, just standing <laughs> convicts standing around here. Go, what the fuck you doing, man? He's He's like, like, well, I'm here like, to talk to you about. I haven't made a mistake in years. <laughs> 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 no, I'm here to promote the Hoop Fest show. 
June 24th. Oh, yeah, the patio. Do you want to say that again? Not to your feet? <laughs> June 24th. There you go. Our mic is up here. Harry. Mike's up here, Harry, not where my wiener is. <laughs> uh, that's a Friday? <coughs> yep, it's it's before Hoop Fest kicks off. We're um we're gonna it's gonna be me. Uh I know the lineup if you don't Greg Beachler and Baby Legend. Ryan McCall. Baby Legend. Baby Legend. I love your nicknames, Greg. <laughs> Mostly because I like people's reaction who have never been to a, like, an open mic or a show. They get to hear you yell out like, Big Sexy. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I think Matt Dargan at first was like, that's ridiculous. But now he's I like, wasn't pleased with elephant body mouse penis. It's growing on me. Make some changes. Right. <laughs> Fucking down thirty pounds, bro. I was I was gonna go with the big pot brownie. You did. I like that. Yeah, that's really good. I like that because everyone's like, "Well, I get that he smokes weed, but is there something else I don't know about this?" Like, why brownie? He could be a blondie. Is he into poop stuff? I mean, he gets a little darker now that it's summer, but I wouldn't call him brown. It's more of a... So you guys got that Hoofest show. Yep, we got two bands. It's on the You got two patio. bands now? Or you got two solo singer-songwriter guys? No, it's a band. Now those two guys turned into one band? No, Brother Nature <laughs> is his own <laughs> thing. His own thing. Yeah, I can't remember the other band, but what, they're going to be playing... What uh, style of music are we... Um, one is going to be all the video game classics... Remixed oh. Triforce and Brother Nature, I think, is hip hop. Brother Nature sounds like a hip hop thing, yeah. yeah, or like a it sounds like Brother Nature sounds like the kind of hip hop that I remember seeing at Conscious Culture, yeah, like or the, it sounds like the kind that would come from Evergreen State College. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Same difference. We'll have to go to find out. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> at, um, outside of a place on a day at a time. It's going to be at Tamarack Public House. And it's... June. We got the... We got the... Um, the patio. Oh, yeah, they're next to... Uh, <coughs> oh, they just have... Is there an empty... Did they get the spokesman patio? Yeah, I call it. It's Yeah. You might call it that. It's down yeah. there by that Spokane professional... Area, it's across the street from the Fox. Yeah, across the street okay. from uh, isn't it? It's directly across the street from uh, Knitting Factory. The Knitting Factory, golly, mm-hmm. what a bummer! <laughs> golly, what a bummer! Okay, <laughs> I mean, like, I had such high hopes for the Knitting Factory when it first came when in, it stopped being because, like, the Big Easy. Yeah, because the Big Easy was a, a crap show. Like those those guys fucked that shit up right from the beginning. Yeah, and then when you heard the, the yeah, knitting something factory, about something about trying to make the entrance to your music venue look like Bourbon Street, right? <laughs> Which I got. Not if, a big... if they had been able to keep business, anything. If there was any other business in, in that, that hallway. whole entire building. <laughs> yeah. Or that whole part of that building. Yeah. There was that weird casino there for like three days. I don't, I don't remember <laughs> yeah, that I think at I, all. 
Yeah, there was like a card a card hall casino there. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Remember that? And then like they tried to do a restaurant maybe. I was just like, okay, so nothing's there. So you got what you want to be Bourbon Street, except there's no chicks... Yeah. And dudes who are drunk <laughs> up top throwing beads out to everybody for every show. It's just like a weird balcony that lines it. So Woo! Like, you going to see James Taylor? <laughs> Woo! Woo! Just, you guys going to see Tech Nine? <laughs> Tech Nine? <laughs> Which, I mean, not all the shows they have are conducive to the Bourbon Street environment. Yeah. And then, so like the Knitting Factory shows up and they're. A multi-venue chain yeah, they're in a thing. Bunch of cities. They yeah. have a reputation as a place that isn't a shithole, <laughs> and somehow it just doesn't translate, and it really bums well, me out. Translates for some people. Okay, yeah, I take that like, back. They they sell out shows. Well, of course, but the, the I think that the reason they're selling out shows is because the of. Uh, the size of venue they are, they're like the only option for most bands. Yeah, it's like that are in that ballpark because they're not gonna go to the Fox. It's like wait, you, you're not as successful. Your band's not as successful as it used to be. Right. But you still want to tour. You're not. But you don't want to go to county fairs. Right. Yeah. And you don't want to go to the so casino because you don't think you're a joke yet. Slash, realize that that's where the <laughs> easy money is, and you should be doing that the whole time. Yeah. And you're not big enough to sell. You're not selling at the arena, arena. right? So yeah. if you can only bring like a couple thousand people, and that's a lot. I'm not trying to shit on that. Yeah. That's a fucking big draw. That is, yeah. That's you know, kudos to people. But it's like you really only have the knitting factory to go yeah. to that fits that weird. I mean, because they've got the sound and they've got the liquor license. I mean, yeah, there yeah. might be another building in town you could use, but all the extra setup. Yeah. And they just have, I, just the worst people in the world running the sound there. Which at a concert hall, having bad sound is like kind of a death sentence. Yeah, and but they, they used to do more comedy there. It was terrible. Oh yeah, well yeah. they don't police the room at all. I'm sure. I'm sure they just. Well, they do. Oh, do they? But not the way it should be done. It comedy oh they're just like you're smoking weed you're yeah, out <laughs> they police the room for the comedy shows the same way they police the room for anything else which is just like you stepped over the line where you're you can't have a drink anymore and then they put the person in a headlock and like drag him out right gracious <laughs> yeah and which is a really i mean weird... i get that like if you're working in a place like that you're on edge mm-hmm. yeah but well, fucking have a meeting with the bartending staff and go, hey guys, we understand that you want people to have a good time, but could you try not just religiously over-serving people? Yeah. <laughs> that being said, thank you, Nanny Factory, for putting on the Jameson thing. Oh, dude, thank you was... for over-serving me every time I'm there. It's what <laughs> makes going to the venue tolerable Yeah. as a patron. But as a worker, it's got to make it hellish, dude. Mm. It's just got to be such a bummer. And to have no in and out policy, yeah. like you can't go smoke a cigarette during a show. I, right. I'm in. Great. Don't fucking smoke cigarettes. Fine, but yeah. what if I want to smoke a? What if it's a reggae show, and I smoked a bunch of weed, and then we walked downtown and had some beers and went to the show, and now it's right before the main act, and I'm trying to get fucking iry, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're gonna kick me out if I smoke a doobie. 
Trying to get Irie. <laughs> Irie, Irie, dude. <laughs> When's the last time you, um, you've been there? To the Knitting Factory? Yeah. Oh, God, it's almost been a year for a concert. Been, it might have been the Jameson. It was for the Jameson benefit. Jameson benefit. <laughs> it benefited me greatly. Yeah. <laughs> Hurt my liver, but I had a great time. The I bartender's ball. Years. Uh, but last year it was like a year before that because it, I, I went to the Soja show uh, with this girl who was really unappreciative about it, <laughs> and that's not the knitting factory's fault. But I'm gonna blame them for it. <laughs> <laughs> It's all coming out. And the baby bar. <laughs> oh, we fucked that up? You did. Oh. You d- you did by... Just everyone fucks things up with over-generosity. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, like... Like, got... like, so I brought, a, I brought a date to this show. I brought this girl. And uh, we were going to the baby bar before to get some drinks. Mm-hmm. And she's like... Thinking she's gonna... She's like in the military. She's a whatever the Air Force Colonel? version of an MP is. Like she's a police officer on the uh, Air Force. Sky Bay. Marshal. <laughs> yeah, she's a Sky Lord. <laughs> and uh, so she's thinking she's gonna, you know, be a tough girl and pace me drinking, which I challenge any woman to do. Oh, I might remember this. Now. Yeah, and we came in and we got some drinks, and she didn't know that they are all doubles at the baby bar. Right. So she came in and put three drinks down right away, and then we went to the knitting factory where she had three more drinks, which were not poo-poo drinks. They were stiff as fuck there too. So she yeah. had like a lot of liquor, pretty fast for a, a person who weighs about half of what I do. <laughs> <laughs> like now, at the time, I weighed more than double that. And so it's like, you know, there's just only so much liquor you can hold. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I'm and glad. So I was she's, a, she's not a mean drunk. She's no, just she's not an appreciative drunk. <laughs> she's super Irish goodbye. Oh. Oh, wow. You I know, do remember this. Yeah. She, they, she pulled the old Irish mm-hmm. goodbye and was just like, I turn around, fucking gone. Wow. <clears throat> Which, in retrospect, was. Not the meanest way that she ended a date we were on. Mm-hmm. Because, like, a week or two later, we were at volume oh, on so y'all Saturday night. Date. After the Irish goodbye, you... Yeah, it's whatever. I get drunk and do an Irish goodbye. Mm. I'm fine with that. Yeah. It, you know, you got to give people a second chance. Plus, she's super smoking hot. And so, if you don't put up with a little bit of bullshit, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, not a little. There's always a little. Don't fucking shake your head. There is no such thing as a perfect situation. There's always some stupid horse shit. Because we are different. As men and women, we are just fucking wired to program, like, to process differently. There's just ways that we see the world that inherently are different, and it's gonna fucking irk you. There is no perfect package. It's like, you find a chick who thinks, who's, like, cool with you smoking weed, well then... All of a sudden, six months or a year in, she's wondering why you're still smoking that yeah. much weed. But I don't get why you're calling that. If that's so normal, it's, it's not bullshit. It's things that you should learn to, like, deal with on both sides. It's still bullshit. Uh, it's still bullshit because you don't have to put up with it from everybody. It's still, like, case-specific horseshit. Right, but, like, if it's over the top, it's bullshit. But if it's just, like, normal, like... 
you're a lady, I'm a man, we don't get each other. That's not that's not bullshit. That's like Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I know what you said to that girl after that bottle. <laughs> it was like that. I guarantee it was exactly some shit like that. What happened to the that, on the second date? Oh, uh, we went to this. I love how interesting areas and right. In he actually lives. gives a shit. That's why I'm share. <laughs> so we went to Volume, and then like on Saturday at Volume, the one of like the first shows we saw was this band Siamese Suicide, who's like a really great punk rock band. Yeah. And I love that shit, but she did not like it. Yeah. And so the next place we went, there was some other band, and she wasn't into it. And we're sitting at the bar, and she's like not. She's like looking away. And she like gets a phone call, and I'm just like, whatever, you know. She's having her phone call. She gets off the phone. She just goes, "All right, I'll see you tomorrow." And it's like, wow. out. Not like, hey, I'm gonna go somewhere. Not, I'm super fucking trash. So I'm like, whoa, you know, just like, not even like, hey, I'm bored, and I would like to go. Yeah. Just like it's implied that you are boring me. Wow. I'm leaving. I will agree that that's bullshit. That's horseshit. Because if you're going on a date, quote unquote date with somebody, I pay it for, and they and they've asked you like, do you want to go see this band I like or this thing I like to do? Right. And you just like peace out instead of giving it a chance. And, like, Dude, it was like the whole thing. That it, is bullshit. It was like seven on Saturday night. We went to a Friday night and everything went good. Saw like one band on Saturday, and then the next one, and she's like, whoop. And I was just yeah. like, wow. At least I'm. I wish I had the presence of mind to be like. At least give me the wristband. Can I have the wristband? <laughs> like I have other friends. Yeah. Like you didn't pay for that. I bought that. Give that back. I don't yeah. care if you stay. Give yeah. me the ability to enjoy the rest of the night with a friend. Yeah. Because it is apparently not you. Have you talked or, to her since? I just talked to her recently to see if she wanted to float the river because she's got some tig old bitties and like a great <laughs> tattoo right below them. Yeah. But she's going to be in Europe all summer huh. on some military base. Hmm. And I was like, oh, sucks to be you. And then I didn't say anything back. Oh, okay. I was just like, you know. Plus, you know, like. Uh, <laughs> and that was the suck dating. It has to suck to date in Spokane. Why? Because, like, with the Tinder... Um, I don't get why that I sucks. I guess you call it the revolution. I don't know what you would call it, but... I love where it. you can meet and date these people in it. So you got a higher turnover rate. Right. Um, that you're, like... You'll just be sitting there with another date, and it's like, oh, this person... Oh, I went on a date with them. <coughs> I'll tell you about this. This person came in, and she shit up hands. And that's why, we, you know, like all these interactions with them when you're out and about. Like, you know, like, when you're somewhere mm-hmm. and you see somebody that you used to date, right. that would that happen more. That happens anyway, though. Yeah, but it's not... With, doesn't happen with me, you know why? Because you only date, like, one person. Nope, because I murder them all. Oh, okay. Well, that's oh. different, then. Yep. So, I don't have time for that. I put so them in a box and should stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> If she was smart, she'd stay with me forever. I've just lucked out because um, since moving to, since living here, I've only had like it's not that big of a deal, dude. Girlfriends and they've all moved themselves. Yeah, but as long as I think that most of the time, as long as you don't think it's a big deal, it's not a big deal 
to everyone else. Anybody who's been in Spokane long enough and has been single in Spokane long enough knows that that's just like how it. Everybody, everybody's Eskimo brothers here, okay? Like you can't. There's no such thing as like unless she just moved in from another town. There is no girl that hasn't at least peripherally dated one of your friends. And I don't mean like was with your best friend for three years, but like friend of a friend. Like you basically can get intel on any person. I don't see that being a big deal. Like I don't see why. I look at all this stuff as positives personally. Like great, more chicks to go on dates with thanks to Tinder. Because like at least with Tinder, I can be charming in my profile, <laughs> and these people can stumble across it. It's basically your first date. Yeah, <laughs> it's, ba- it's, 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 it's what you would do to set up that first date. It's that intro at the bar. So you're telling me that I don't need to like booty dance in front of a girl to make her laugh and then ask her out? No, 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 no. no. I'm not telling you that. I'm saying that there are other... Alternate alternate routes that you're not exploring. Say I have an injury. Right. Like say you can't <laughs> dance at the moment. Right. Then what you could have is like a picture of you when you were dancing, yeah. and just have that as one of your profile photos. I twerk upside down against a wall once, and there is a photo. Of that. <laughs> right. So if you had that on your fucking Tinder profile, <laughs> some chicks would be like, "This dude's at least fun." <laughs> you know what I mean? So how does Tinder work? I almost switched to Tinder over the weekend. You should. It's, because there's no the, reason to on not. On the way down to... Something to do. On the way down to Bend. Oh, we need to talk about that. And we've yeah. been dicking about. We will. Well, we're at 48 this is, minutes. This is our segue. Okay, good. It. On the way down, uh, I was with Michael Glassman and Jared Munson. Official segue. <laughs> <laughs> on the Weed and Whiskey podcast. With Josh T. Ford and Casey Strain. And Harry J. Riley as a guest. <laughs> that is our barbarian robot. <laughs> uh, on the way down, like Michael's just on Tinder, just going like swipe right, swipe like as fast as I he hate can. when people right, do right, that. right, 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 right. I was like, "What are you doing, man? You're not even looking at their pictures." He's like, "I'm advertising the show." He's like, "What? Oh, that's true. <laughs> you can like, have your profile man. talk about what you're doing." Oh, okay. And so I was like, "Okay, <coughs> that's actually I'm." And then an hour later, I was, like, still thinking about getting on Tinder, like, to do it. And I was like, no. Dude, there's, on Tinder. there's all kinds of girls. <laughs> there's all kinds of girls out there that would love to meet you that just aren't going to come to the baby bar. Because they don't no. know better. No, I get it. I get your resistance to that, and I get that thought. But to me, that's the same kind of a statement as someone being like... Well, look, I'm not on Facebook because if people wanted to stay in touch with me, they'd stay in touch with no, me. No, this is different. This is not different. This is different. How? And I'll tell you why. Okay, how? Because the kind of the personality that I want in a girl uh-huh. is the kind of person that will go out the same way I will go out on the off chance that I'll meet someone that I like at something that I enjoy doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that and those if, that same And if somebody needs Tinder to do that, I'm kinda like I'm not No one's saying anyone it. needs it. It's just another avenue for that interaction to occur on. You know what I mean? But if it's already gonna occur anyway, why no don't say to... it's not necessarily going to occur. You know what I mean? It's like just because there's cool, compatible people out there doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna meet each other. 
You know what I mean? There's no there's no universal law of attraction of cool people towards one another. That's what you think. No, that's what I know. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to start my own app. Mm-hmm. I don't like this whole Tinder BS. Bumble. You know, you don't know what you're going to be getting. What are you talking about? I am starting a new app. <coughs> it will be out in the fall, and it's called DTF. So if you are on this, if you are on this app, everybody knows what you're ready to do. Yeah, that's like Tinder. Nope, because I think they already have that kind of. There's shit so there. many people on Tinder that's just like, I just want somebody that's gonna be my special somebody. You know what that, that is? You know what that is? That's bullshit screening. That's bullshit screening. Those are the same kind of chicks. Those are the same kind of chicks where if you went up and talked to them at the bar and you were just a regular dude who wasn't like on on that exact interaction, they'd tell you, oh, I'm just waiting for... I don't want a man right now. But if you were like three drinks in Casey and country swing music was on, you'd (laughs) saunter on up there and you'd have their panties off in a heartbeat (laughs) because look at how special he is. So relaxed and confident. He knows how to stand. It's all some bullshit. That's fucking horseshit posturing, dude. Like nobody's so committed to the concept of only wanting to date that if a really fucking cool dude came along, they'd be like, well... I would love to fuck you, and you're my type, and it's something I would do, but as you can see on my Tinder, I wrote, I'm not here for hookups. It's, I think it's just bullshit. I think it's bullshit confidence screening, dude. DTF, coming in October. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got Zeusk. Zeusk? That's really what Zeusk is. DTF or DTF? DTF. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's a BTF? I don't know. <laughs> big time fucking big time <laughs> fucking <laughs> yeah maybe you should make yours BTF yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing I'm big time fucking right now <laughs> that sounds pretty sweet um we should probably do plugs we yeah. should get to social media and stuff uh before that I want to shout out to anybody that I hung out with Oh yeah, talk in, about Ben. Ben Oregon, because everybody I met down there was really cool. And shout out to all the people he finger blasted down there. <laughs> you know your name, Monica. <laughs> That's not her name. There's always somebody <laughs> named Monica getting finger blasted. I know, dude. Shout out to all the Monicas getting finger blasted out there right now. No, the Volcanic Theater Pub was a uh, really cool spot. I didn't know. I mean, I saw pictures online, I saw some of the acts that they had coming in, but when I walked in, the second I walked in there, I felt super comfortable because because it was, like, very much a place where I, where I would go if I lived there. Because it looked like they listened to the Decembris and they had a poodle. It was basically the same. <laughs> I don't listen to the Decembris. You son of a bitch. <laughs> now I know what you said to that girl. <laughs> no, it was like you don't listen. It was to like if you took if you took Nito Rito and put it in an even more conservative town. Perfect. Um, and then had the owner be far more resistant to the to the like to the, the conservative view. <laughs> even but still he's being successful and he's like pulling 
Right. Well, they're pulling they, people into shows. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's it was the, a great venue. The room was rad. Uh, it was set up the re- like just how you would love to go to like a bar, like a smaller venue show. How did everybody do? Uh, most everybody did great. It was a slow start because we only had our crowd was like twenty five, maybe thirty people, mm-hmm. and they set up their seating is just like sit wherever old, you want. It was old. It was like. Couches and recliners. Oh. oh. They had extra seats, but their main seating was that. Yeah. Uh, and the host that we had was from there, uh, Jake. He did well for a host. He just, like, walked up to this thing. Yeah. Uh, brought on Jared. Jared did, Jared did great for most of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always, like, the first act kind of yeah. takes a bullet. I got to go up. I had a great time. And then... Michael Glatzmeyer, of course. Boy, it's got, tough like, to follow you know. him. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said he should go last. Yeah. That was <laughs> smart. That was smart. You know, musical comedy has a lot of power. You can't just you can't just walk up there after tunes and go. It's all right. I'm gonna it's tell you such cock, like. though, dude. Yeah. I don't mind. Okay. I, this is not a Michael Glatzmeyer centric statement. But I don't feel that people should... I feel like that the people should be clapping for the jokes only then. Like, if you're going to go up and play guitar or piano or harpsichord or what the fuck ever instrument that you're going to play, like, if you're going to do musical comedy, then to me it is a given that the musical part of that Mm -hmm. is good. Or is... If it if that's going to be the comedy, then that's the comedy. But like, yeah. I'm not gonna clap because you also played a song. See that <clears throat> that was my thing with um, Craig Robinson was that his <clears throat> comedy and his music were separate. I don't. That's bullshit. His music was not. He only had like one song where he was uh, where it was comedy based like take your panties off mm-hmm. but he would tell him jokes in between but the songs were just um songs songs it was just like oh here's a print song here's a journey song no, and yeah. he's playing it straight and everybody's reminiscing like oh you know this guy's playing this song and then he would do jokes in between and the jokes were funny but it's like Right, you're not a you're not a Michael musical songs com- have fun. Yeah, you know what I mean. Michael does funny songs, and then he does jokes. So, so like when I clap for Michael, it never has anything to do with his playing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm just clapping because I think his jokes are funny. Yeah, or that particular improv song that he did was really good that yeah. time. But like it's not like I take for granted that he knows how to play the changes. Yeah. And he also he has a talent where it's like so in the show we had a ch- there was a chalkboard up there somebody just yelled out masturbation right and then Jared just drew five lines below it and then <laughs> in when Michael went up he just looked at it <coughs> like strummed once and said masturbation with five lines under it that doesn't need a whole song and that was like I was like that's a Right, <laughs> that's a joke, and it's fucking funny, and he's kind of using the guitar as like. No, no, Michael. <laughs> if you talk to him, and if you try to do what he does, you learn quickly that playing the changes on the guitar necessitates a certain cadence in your delivery. Right. 
Like, you can't just go up and play these changes in 4-4 at whatever beats per minute and tell your joke totally detached from that. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't make any sense. Like, your joke should end naturally when the change resolves. Like, I mean, there's just a way that it makes sense to do it. When Michael first started... It's way hard. When he first started, I saw a lot of uh, resistance to uh, him. A lot of uh, people going, well, that's, that's easy. That, you know, you, well, you yeah, because people think, people think what's happening is what I'm saying that I don't like. Yeah. I think people are thinking that he's getting applause in the beginning because he's playing a song. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't want to be a, a, an ass, but, like, right at the very beginning, like, the iterations of all those things weren't super funny all the time. Yeah. But he was still getting more applause than people that were doing jokes that were equivalently funny. Yeah. And so it came across like, oh, this dude's getting applause just because he's playing guitar. And well, and if you watch his set, usually he does a song that he know that like up front he'll go up and just do a song. Yeah. yeah. That he knows, and he sings it. And so I don't I don't separate that from like going up with your opening joke. No. Just to get the crowd on board. Absolutely. Yeah. Like no, you shouldn't. Yeah. It's a whole different <laughs> skill, dude. It's a whole different yeah. skill. If it was easy, then tons of us people who don't do it would be dropping it in. Yeah. Because I have a great idea for a song that's a comedic song, <laughs> but. I mean, what, I'm just going to get up and out of the fucking middle of nowhere play one fucking song? Yeah, that would be kind of... It kind of is weird. Yeah, people would... Somebody would just suggest you don't do it unless you're at, like, an open mic. Right. And you only got three minutes. Right. Right. And then I would... But, you know, but, like... Yeah. It's like Tom. Tom used to have a song or two. Yeah. But he doesn't do them anymore, partly because he's, you know, they're very old and he doesn't like that material, but... Yeah. Where does it fit? Yeah. Where does it fit to like, hey guys? Yeah. No, I don't know where. I mean, like, I get it. It fits like if you're gonna film a special or something. Sure. Yeah, we can't all be Bo Burnham. Right. <laughs> like, I, I feel, I, on one level, I feel bad for Michael because he he has a hard time selling that to a, a pure uh, comedy club. It's right. a it's a hard sell, but. Hey everybody. Hi Danny. But for like concert venues and stuff. Oh, it kills. You know, he can you know, he can present something totally different that they would yeah. um tape. Uh, That's why I was surprised when he was able to get that August fourth show at um <coughs> at uh SCC. Nice. But, um because he's only been there a couple of times and Yeah. Adam must have saw something in that that um well he works too man I mean that that speaks volumes for a guy Mm -hmm. like being out there and doing it yeah yeah uh Harry do you want to talk about anything that you have coming up sir I have a lot of stuff coming up well this would be the Um, appropriate moment it'd be a tomorrow Tomorrow, um, June the twentieth. Yep, June twentieth. We're doing um, at the big at the Big Dipper. We're doing a video game tournament. Oh yeah, at the Big Diaper. (laughs) It's Mortal Kombat um, ten. 
Mortal Kombat Generations, the City was Reborn. Mortal Kombat 2. And, <laughs> and uh, I, I think that's five bucks to enter. Yep. And then, uh, and then the, the winner of the tournament gets a cash prize. And we don't know we don't know how many people are going to show up, so we don't know if it's going to be round robin or single elimination yet. We'll figure that out um, when eight o'clock rolls around. Um, then the twenty fourth got the show at the Tamarack. Me, Baby Legend, and um, Shug <laughs> Dusk. We're gonna um, <laughs> we're all gonna be there. That's gonna be. Shug. I think that's going to be a good show because, you know, everybody's going to be coming in for Hoop Fest. They might want to just... More like Poop Fest. <laughs> kind of. They want to chill downtown, yeah. you know, so for $10 you get to come in and... Dude, we and should sell out. liquor on my porch. <laughs> I don't think you should say that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because the LCB is going to listen to the podcast? No, yeah, no, Elliot Ness is going to be right outside your door the next day. Eat it. <laughs> and then, Prohibition's right around the corner. And then uh, June 27th is uh, the last drinking debate at um, the Big Dipper before it moves to uh, the Spokane Comedy Club. <clears throat> nice. That's going to be... Um, well, people people want to get sentimental, but it's not sentimental to me. For what? Sentimental for the three times it's been there? Yeah, I don't know. It's not a big deal, guys. It's been a, another place. Way yeah. more times. Yeah. And before that, yeah. also three times. <laughs> the Big Dipper's cool, but... Um, the Big Dipper's cool, it's just not where you want that show. Yeah. I mean, look, it's nothing against the Big Dipper, but SEC has deeper pockets. And we don't have to rent the um Right, the and room. they're producing it as their show. Yeah, so we don't have to pay. Right, you don't have to pay for the house. Yeah, we're already in the hole, so you can't pay comics what you want to pay yeah. them. You know, if if we could, we would love to pay comics, you know, Everyone 75 to 100 bucks. Right. But after you pay the... After you pay, no, what we were doing, it was 250 because we had to also buy the alcohol. So what? Yeah, so um we Jeez. did a flat rate of two fifty. So after the two fifty, whatever you got left is what you gave. Yeah. We so did the past two shows nothing. Um the past two shows was like thirty, forty dollars for each comedian and then he didn't take home anything. Right. Yeah, I feel like you. like uh like spoke like I only made money on one of my shows at the observatory. Man, at least myself. Do you have to pay to a... No, they they don't... They're cool as shit. See, and that's in good. In fact, I have an announcement on that coming up when you're done with your plugs. See, I feel that's good because if you have nobody there already, yeah. then I feel like somebody... You should get a... You should cut a disc... <laughs> something, you know? Right. Something. But, yeah, that's all I got going on this month. Uh, Please come to, out. Danny's about to travel down the Oregon Trail. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> At King Pepper Snake. Oh, yeah. my social meads. Social meads. Um, King Pepper Snake is everything. I also have a podcast. Please listen oh, to yeah. it. Please be one of the 50 people who listen to it. I um, am some weeks. What's it called? Uh, the King Pepper Snake Show. And is it iTunes? Or it's on what? iTunes and SoundCloud, SoundCloud. which I got to get rid of. Cause it's not that good for they you. They are always trying to screw me out of um, Money. minutes. Yeah, yeah they, they'd be like, oh, these two podcasts that are an hour long, 
for some reason, you only have 12 minutes left. It's like, but I get three free hours. What happened to my, you know? Right. And they're like, but pay $12 and you ain't got to worry about that. And I'm like, well, you can fuck yourself. And I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Do it at Podbean. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Podbean or just be a big boy and pay the 100 bucks a year and get your website. I already have a website. So put it on there. I don't want to... Um, Post it on there. You don't have to have it on here, wherever your website. You can have... You can make a, a different... Like a redirect address, you can buy it, you know, kingpeppersnake.com or whatever. Like, I'm going to be hosting it on like um, DTF.com. Do, yeah, fucking do that <laughs> shit. <laughs> so Big every, time fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody who signs up gets to listen to my podcast. <laughs> Whether they want to or not. Yeah. <laughs> it has to play before you can start yeah. fucking. <laughs> Silly rule, guys. Man, that's great marketing. <laughs> you guys, I will be uh, at the Big Dipper on Ooh. June 29th for Great Ideas Spokane today. Oh, yeah, I want to check that out. Uh, I'll be popping some PowerPoint. Popping and locking. Do you have to make your own PowerPoint? Yes. Yep. Man, I don't want to do it. Unless that. you're Michael Glatzmeyer, and oh. then he's going to. Well, don't worry about what he's going to do. <laughs> Don't ruin the surprise. He's going to play the cello. <laughs> uh, I will also be at Crickets on, in Coeur d'Alene on, well, this Wednesday, Ooh. which would be June the 20. 22nd yeah. of June. I don't know who the headliner is. I just got asked to. Probably Kelsey to Cook. Cook. Nice. If it is Kelsey Cook, that would be rad. That would be rad, dude. Yeah. Because she is hot. Well, that's and part her, of why. And I know her dad. Oh, yeah. I have never well, seen. I've never seen her dad, but I have seen what Bullshit. he made. Bullshit! <laughs> you seen him? He's at the baby bar all the time. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Chris. Yeah. No, that's I proposed to Kelsey Cook like two years ago. Smart. Yeah. She said nah because our careers are going in different paths. Oh yeah. I thought maybe she said let's just go on a small break. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm on Twitter at, at Casey underscore Strain. Come on, just be my friend. Well, just be my friend on Facebook. Fuck it. <laughs> Last night when the host asked me how I wanted to be brought up, I said, I'm the co-host of the Weed and Whiskey podcast. He's and, co- that, and that's enough. <laughs> and that's how he He's the co-weed of the podcast whiskey and... The iTunes. podcast, the Weed and Whiskey podcast. <laughs> Josh, what you got coming? Um, well, I'll tell you what I don't have coming. Uh oh, is the Hammer Time show <laughs> on June twenty fourth or twenty third? Talked about that last time, right? But I want people to go to it. Yeah, because they're bringing in a young lady from Seattle who's very funny. Cool. I don't remember her name. <laughs> Because she's so funny. No, 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 no. I asked around. I don't know her personally, but I asked around to see who was replacing me. And I was I was assured that they are at or beyond snuff. So that's good. So that means yeah. that show's going to be great. So that's five oh, people. Sally Ann Hall? Yeah. There you go. Sally Ann Hall. Harry looked it up because he needed the information right away. <laughs> and now you have it, too. Um... What Casey didn't bring up 
is that, although I think you did last time, is that Gaffaw Yourself is now every Thursday? I didn't bring it up last time because it hadn't happened. But yeah, it's every Thursday. So officially, Gaffaw Yourself is every Thursday now. What made you go with that decision? Uh, Pressure from the community. Really? I bet, I bet. It just seemed... People wanted it. It was needed, you know. If people are out on Thursday anyway doing an open mic, they might as well have to. Right. And in that spirit, I would like to announce that coming soon to the observatory is going to be at 10 p.m. or 10, 15-ish p.m. start. After the Wednesday night, we now, late night at the observatory, is going to be stand-up showdown. Cool. Ooh. Yep, we're bringing back stand-up showdown. It's going to be at the observatory on Wednesdays after the open mic at SCC. What's a stand-up showdown? Stand-up showdown is like, it's like a roast battle. It's kind of almost. like almost. It's just like a one-on-one, like, like celebrity you, death match. Like you get a topic, and instead of it being like I'm going to make fun of each other on this, it's just you get a couple minutes and I get a couple minutes, and whoever's funnier. Yeah. How good of a set can you come up with quick? It can be stuff you already have, yeah. although we prefer it to not be. I'm going to probably Will they be put judges? that present. Yeah, the audience. Oh, okay. It's just going to be, you know, it's going to be just like it was at Brooklyn, basically. Okay. Where like like. If you're going to do old-ass material for That'll a thing... That'll be good on a Wednesday night after the club, because people already have uh, gotten their rocks off... Right. ...and done their old material. Yeah. Right. They've been practicing at the club, and then they can come like do something fresh. I see a lot of people doing their tried-and-true stuff because they don't want to lose to anybody. Well... Like, if a Mika yeah. Lawman is going against Aaron... You know, she's going to be like, well, I can't do my new stuff because if Aaron beats but the me, point, what does the, this mean? The point yeah. is that you don't do any of your, <laughs> any of your stuff. I mean, how do I know myself? Like, I think the point is that you create new material at the show. Well, I'm saying, you know, some of us might not see it like that. We'd just be like, mm, it don't matter. Yeah. You know, the world still goes. Right. But, well, <laughs> I'm going to... Like, it'll be funny next time. I'm yeah. going to do my best to parent the show in a way for people to know that, like, look... We yeah, want you it. to be right. Yeah. I'm not boohooing the show. I'm just. Oh, I get it. Because they were good at, at Brooklyn Deli. And, you know, I, I already got confirmed one drink per comic. Ooh. Nice. And cool. that seemed to be the main issue that everyone has with doing jokes. <laughs> <laughs> they just want one free right. drink. And I'm like, <laughs> that's fair. You know? Yeah, let's see. So Which like is what happened with the. Brooklyn Deli, those yeah. fuckers. They you know they've been telling people that um, we oh, fucked yeah. them over? Oh, I'm sure they have. I don't know what they could possibly say because there wasn't any contractual thing with them. And if I fucked them over, you mean brought tons of business to them, then yeah, we totally fucked them over. But like... That still has got me pissed. It should because those people are ridiculous. That's alright because they're just going to like continue to not do anything impressive in their new spot and that's fine. They moved? Yeah. I've never seen anyone in there. They moved to where Notch used to be or whatever the fucking thing the was called. Bat? No. What was that place called? Not uh, Bat. It was called Scout. Scout. And it far used to be west. Far West a long time ago. Yeah, before that it was Far far West Billiards. Oh, okay. So they moved in there. And it's, you know, there's people in there, but that's a big spot. Yeah. And... Yeah. When you weren't putting people in the original spot to begin with and then go to a bigger spot... It makes me wonder if they were brought in under the parentage of the hotel. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Like, brought in under there so that they're kind of protected and like, yeah. hey everybody, if you're staying at the hotel, why don't you come down and have an eat at Brooklyn Deli? Yeah. It's <laughs> what we've got for you. <laughs> Um, I'm, all my social needs are at Shimshammy. S-H-I-M-S-H-A-M-M-I-E. Did you go see War- Warcraft? I haven't yet. I went and saw X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> what? You call yourself Harry is pissed. No, I'm not a fan of Warcraft. <laughs> that movie was delicious. I like World of Warcraft. If it, if it was a woman, it would be a big bootied white woman. I didn't. I played Warcraft, <laughs> the original. Was. I didn't play Warcraft 2, and I didn't play Warcraft 3. Everybody played Warcraft 3. I sure didn't, bro. <laughs> Even cases played Warcraft I didn't Warcraft play Warcraft 3. 3. <laughs> no, I am not. You should. Uh-huh. I didn't play Starcraft. You've played Warcraft, Warcraft 3, haven't you? Papa played Papa? the shit out of it. He's mine. I, uh... Papa, Papa tells Danny what to do. It's like Master Blaster. I played Command and Conquer. It was my real-time strategy oh, okay. game. And then... It was a good movie, though. Was it? It yeah. seems like it'll be decent, but I really wanted to see X Men Apocalypse, and so I did. Uh, uh, I, was, I liked it, but uh, but can I ask you a question? That's uh, I should probably pause this for, but I don't give a shit anymore because it's whatever. Um, <laughs> what is it with certain groups of people in theaters that they feel the need to talk? Do we have we isolated this about people? <clears throat> Movie theaters? Yeah. They're just bad people. Yeah, they're just um inconsiderate. Is it are you pissed at the old couple that goes to see a movie and has to help each other keep up with the plot line? Yeah. I don't like any talking during the movie, but I'm less pissed at that than what I had was just like four dudes up in front of me just like having pr- personal conversations the whole movie why do you even buy a movie ticket I didn't I was that's no, the same with no I mean why um, I mean why did they buy a movie I don't know that's, that's what I mean like I don't I don't get it yeah that's the same with like comedy clubs and stuff too it's like why would you pick this place to have a conversation right you're like dude you can have a conversation anyway. because everybody not, everybody thinks that the world is their show now I felt like I was yeah. living through a weird Doug Benson's life version <laughs> of uh, Groundhog Day. Were they trying to make fun of the movie and stuff like that? I, I could just their voices were low enough that I couldn't really hear what they were saying, just oh, okay. that they were talking. Okay. And for a second, I was like, "Oh, is that just the theater next to us?" Yeah. Oh. All right, so go see Warcraft, everybody. <laughs> and don't talk in theaters. Or I will find you. Harry, thanks for hanging out and bringing us this incredible... DTF.com. <laughs> DTF.net and DTF.F-U-C-K. Dick Town fucking. <laughs> and DickDobbles.net. And Lewis and Clark invented whiskey. Sacagawea Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Weed O' Whiskey... Podcast. This has been the Weed and Whiskey Podcast with Josh and Casey. (laughs) And Harry J. Riley is the guest. Brought to you by (laughs) DTF.com. That's your guys' first advertisement. Hit the button. I gotta pee.